Good morning and welcome to our Romans Bible study that we have every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, pastor of Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas. Glad you're with us today. Pray you'd get your Bibles out, pencil, paper, get ready to hear the word of the Lord this morning for that is how faith comes and when faith comes... Faith always overcomes. Praise God for that. Had a fabulous time with Pastor Wayne and Debbie Voss in Greenwood, Mississippi. Uh, yesterday mornings, we had a powerful, powerful uh, service in the presence of the Lord with the word of the Lord. And I just thank the Lord for what he's doing in the midst of those who have ears to hear today, those that are looking for the truth of God's word. And we're finding it more precious and more precious by the day. The more precious we find God's word, the more precious we'll find this faith really is that Peter said this, this like precious faith that we've obtained. Hallelujah. And it is precious because God's word is always about his living word, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So again, glad you're with us today. We're in Romans chapter 15. And again, you can watch us live every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, uh, either on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page or the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. And uh, you can find all these uh, sessions, teaching sessions, and worship services at Crossway Church uh, on the website also, thecrosswaychurch.com. And everything that I do, I record on the Spreaker app. And my channel there is for those who have ears to hear, or you can just type my name in. There's 500 and somewhat messages on that channel, free for you to listen to. And uh, we just ask you to pray for us. And, uh, and when the Lord stirs your heart to give to this ministry, do that. Uh, through thecrosswaychurch.com or texting the word GIVE to 903-231-5950. Let's dig in the word of the Lord this morning for he has surely got a treat for us today as he always, every day, prepares a table for us even in the midst of our enemies. And I'm thankful the Lord is faithful to us. Today, we are in Romans chapter 15. And I did look, by the way, for those of you that follow us and have been with us for quite some time, I started teaching the book of Romans back in 2018. And here we are in 2020. And so that means we've been at this for two years. And I didn't really find, I didn't research the exact date uh, in 2018, but it's been close to two years that we have been in the book of Romans verse by verse by verse. We don't, we, we just go verse by verse and we, and we allow the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth to, to show us the truth of God's word. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And what makes him the truth to anyone is what he did at the cross. Praise God for that. This morning, Romans chapter 15, we will begin in verse 4. This morning, I know we read it in the last session. And by the way, this is part 4 of Romans 15. Part 4, if you're taking down uh, the, the sessions and the order of everything. For whatsoever things were written before time 
were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now, when we see this, we if we will stay still for a few moments when we're studying God's word, if we will uh, remain uh, still and pay attention to where we are, to, to look back and to look ahead. And this morning, when the apostle Paul writes, whatsoever things were written before, he says this immediately after he has quoted a psalm. Psalm 69, 9, I believe that was right. Yes, Psalms 69 and 9. And it says this, it's what he quoted from. For the zeal of thine house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproached you have fallen upon me. It was a prophetic psalm of, of Jesus Christ coming to uh, take the reproaches on himself in his redeeming and righteous work at Calvary, the reproaches of men who had reproached God, sinned against God, and he took those sins upon him. And he says, because the zeal of God's people, that's, that's God's house, the zeal of thine house, the, the zeal for God's people, for God, God's building process, what God is doing, the zeal of that for the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. Have, 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 have you ever heard anyone say, that just burns me up, that just eats me up alive? Well, you know what? If the church would just get back to faith in the cross, then God's will would just be eating us up alive. God's people, uh, the zeal for God's building, God, God, what God is doing in the earth today. Not what we think he's doing, what the Bible says he's doing would just eat us up and all these other things that just eat us up alive. You know how we, that just eats me up alive. You know, if we'd get in the word of God to learn Christ in the scriptures, it would be the zeal of the Lord, the joy of the Lord that's just eating us up alive. Hallelujah. And that's what we need. We, we need to move away from the place where the world and everything is just eating me up alive. And it needs to be the zeal, the joy of the Lord that's just eating me up alive. Hallelujah. And, and, and I know it's, it's good, exciting words but it's a reality. If you and I will look to the cross of Christ where the power of God's grace flows from into our hearts and through our lives. So the point I'm making this morning is that when he says whatsoever things were written aforetime, before time, in times past, that's not just something new. He just did that. He just read us a psalm Psalm 69 and 9. So that's what Paul did. He referred to the scriptures because Jesus said the scriptures were about him. Do you understand that the Bible is your Jesus book? I can't say that enough. He is your Genesis. He is your revelation. He is everything in between because he is our Lord of righteousness. And he did that righteous work at Calvary. And God says in Proverbs 8 and 8 that all the words of his mouth 
are in righteousness. Therefore, because the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel, we must look to the cross, the redemptive work of Christ at Calvary to be able to understand anything and to be able to walk in the faith that comes from hearing God's word in its righteous context. Hallelujah. That means through faith in the blood of Christ alone. Jesus said in John 5, 38 and 39, you search the scriptures for in them you say you have life, but they are they which testify of me. The scriptures are about Jesus. And he says that again and to the two disciples walking with him on the road of Emmaus after he's resurrected from the dead and they didn't know even who he was. And, and he says, in Luke 24, 44 through 46, read that, take a note. He says, the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, they're concerning me. In Psalms verse, uh, chapter 40, verse 7, the Bible says, the volume of the book is written of me. Again, that's quoted in Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse 7. The volume of the book is written of me. Amen. When you're getting the most out of the scriptures, you're getting Jesus. <laughs> or you're not getting what you think you're getting. When you're getting the volume, woo, woo, of what's written, then you're getting Jesus. Or you're not getting what you think you're getting. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. It's time we just get back in the word and stay on that path of righteousness that we can be led by the Spirit of God in if we'll keep allowing him to guide us into all truth. Proverbs 12, 17 says, he that speaks truth, and that's all the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you, by the way, but he that speaks truth shows righteousness, but a false witness deceit. Think about that. Meditate on that. So if, if the righteousness of God is shown by the truth being spoken, but yet Romans 1, 16 and 17, the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. Listen, you can't separate truth from gospel. If it's not gospel truth, it's not truth. If it's not the gospel, it's not the truth. When it, listen, gospel truth. Gospel truth. Amen. Think about that. So watch this. He's, he's keeping things in context here. He quotes a scripture from old, and then he says, for whatsoever things were written of old before time were written for our learning. Now, that's an important word, learning, because learning doesn't mean I just sit and listen to you tell me the truth. Go to church and listen to what the preacher says. Uh, the greatest part of learning is application. I can watch you do many things, but until I begin to put my hands on and do it myself, all I've done is listen and watch somebody else show me how it should be done. I'm not learning how it's carried out until I'm a part of it being carried out. 
Get that? When we go to church and we sit and we listen to the gospel message, and I pray that wherever you are, you're hearing the word of God every single service in the context of the gospel. If you're not, you're hearing a perverted word. You're hearing a word that's not held in its righteous context. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's what the Bible teaches, and I know we too long have been uh, uh, deceived so subtly and, and held bound and captivated through just simple psychological, mystical, uh, uh, and magical uh, mysticism. And just we, just we shout hallelujah and glory to God, and then we go about our own merry way and nothing changes. But I promise you, when you begin to hear the preaching of God's word in its righteous context, that means looking at it through the blood of Jesus, you are going to be changed. You are going to begin to be used of God like never before. The understanding of the Lord is going to be imparted to you as, as you begin to see what really is written in the scriptures for you. And again, let me say something about learning that when we go to church and we sit there and we listen, that is the initial aspect of learning. We have to hear. Faith has to come. But when faith comes, faith is a verb. It Faith is an action word. It comes by hearing faith that would be dead without works. Faith comes to move me according to the truth I'm I say I'm believing. Faith comes to move me in the direction, the application, the learning process of experiencing the truth, being actually and literally not just hallelujah, amen, good word preacher, but thanks be to God I heard the truth and I'm being led now following the spirit of truth into more truth to experience a greater liberty now than ever before. Christianity is a, it's an experiential walk with our God that's far beyond the church service. Thank God for worship services. So phenomenal. We had great one yesterday morning in Greenwood, Mississippi. And listen, Christianity is about a walk with the Lord experiencing, learning. And here the Apostle Paul says, whatsoever things were written before, and again, he just quoted a scripture to keep everything in context here, uh, were written for our learning that we might learn, that we through patience, that means perseverance and endurance, we, we through faith in the scriptures, we have this, Endurance, this perseverance, that's what faith does. Religion will quit somewhere along the way. Religion will get burned out. You hear preachers dropping out of the ministry all the time because they say burnout. That faith does not burn out. Faith only, if it's true biblical faith, it causes us to be stronger in the faith. Religion burns out. When ministry is not proper, the preacher will burn out. When the preacher's not just preaching God's word in the avenue of the gospel and allowing the Holy Spirit to take control and do the counsel and do the strengthening and the leading, when, when that's taking place, ministry will persevere. 
and, and, and there will be a comfort in that ministry. But when we don't know, the answer is completely in the gospel for everything that we have need of. When we don't know that, oh, you can expect burnout. You can expect somewhere along the way you're going to quit. At least you're going to quit ministry if you don't completely quit the Lord. And there's a dangerous place even there. You need to understand that. The things that were written before for us were written so that we might learn of them. If you're listening to any folks, if you're going to some church that say we don't even need to look back at the old at the old scriptures because that was law and this and this. Listen, that, there is so much that they're going to miss out on. If the old scriptures are for our learning and we've thrown them out and said we didn't need them, we didn't do that by faith because that would be thinking more highly of ourselves, more highly than the way God thinks because God says they were written for us, for our learning. So when we throw them out with our own intellectualism and our own psychological wisdom, We've exalted our thoughts above the knowledge of God because the Word of God is the knowledge of God to us. And he says those things were written for our learning. If we throw them out, how can we learn from them? Come on, somebody. Let's keep it at a pre-K level. Kindergarten, hallelujah, the simplicity of Christ. Glory to God. So he, he says this because there is a context in this 15th chapter that just flows over from the 14th chapter, which is the body of Christ getting along with each other, loving each other, the, the stronger in the faith, bearing along with those who are weak in the faith instead of kicking them out or, or stepping on them, kicking them when they're down. Come on, now that we're going to see that. We saw it in the 14th chapter and, and the very first verse of the 15th chapter says, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities, the weaknesses of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Come on now. That's what this is about. And, 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 and that's why he brings up Christ for the reproaches that the people of Israel were reproaching God with. He took them upon himself. He didn't come and just condemn them. He came and gave himself for them. Hallelujah. Come on now, let's, let, the context of the scriptures is very, very important. We can't take a Bible verse and just throw it into a message we've compiled for our own purpose. We have to stick with the Word of God in its context or we will be using God's Word just in some pretext and that's very dangerous for ourselves and those we share it with. But he says... For whatsoever things were written beforehand were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now the God of patience and consolation, which means hope, grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. He brings it back to Jesus Christ. Doesn't, doesn't point out to this and point out that. Paul always brings everything back to the one who is before all things, above all things, and ahead of all things. Hallelujah. He always brings everything back to Christ. The scriptures are about Christ. If we're going to learn in the proper 
avenue of learning. We've got to be learning Christ from the scriptures. Hallelujah. If we're not learning Christ, then we're learning out of context. We're learning in some twisted fashion because Jesus said the scriptures are about him. If we can't open the Bible and see it yet, that doesn't mean it's not true. It just means we're not yet at the understanding yet that we will be one day. Hallelujah. I hope we grow that we begin to see and understand every word written, hallelujah, is pointing us to Jesus Christ and his redemptive work. So here the Bible says, now the God of patience and hope can do something for you if you're learning from the scriptures and, you, and, and our, listen, the manifestation of our learning from the scriptures is that we're enduring, we're persevering with hope. We're being comforted. How? That as Christ had all the reproaches of Israel toward God cast on him, all the things, sinful things today that the church is walking in and blasting God and not walking with faith in the cross that he's, he's the one who died for us and brought us into his kingdom and he can conform us into his image. But we have to not throw in the towel because nobody else is, is coming to faith in the cross around us. Listen, the message of the cross is not about I'll run the race if they do. I'll go to church if they do. The message of the cross is not about, well, I will love them if they love me. The message and the spirit of Christ and him crucified is that I will go the distance no matter who else does. That is the spirit of Christ when he had by himself purged us from our sins. Nobody went with him the duration. Peter promised to, but he just wouldn't go all the way. And in all reality, no one could because no one could do what Jesus had to do by himself for us. Hallelujah. But thanks be to God, now we are with him through faith in his redemptive work at Calvary, and we can walk with him now all the way to the finish line. But the manifestation of the scriptures having an active role in my life, and the active role of the scriptures in my life is not me reading a chapter a day, going to church, listening to a preacher, but the fruit of perseverance, the fruit of me being comforted through the mess that we're surrounded in, even more so by the days. And it's you think it's dark now, my friends? This world is about to have an eclipse. You better hear me. This world is on the verge of an eclipse. But in a time where there's an eclipse, if you turn the flashlight on, it's brighter than ever. And when this world grows so black that there's just an eclipse of sin and darkness in this world, there's going to be a light shining from a remnant. And that remnant is going to be walking with a blood-stained banner who's clinging and living by every word that proceeded out of the mind mouth of God, who's in the context of the Son of God as the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. If that can't stir you up, my friend, you are dead. If that can't stir you up, you are dead. And listen, you're going to need this faith 
because it's this faith of the Son of God that we live by, Paul said in Galatians 2.20, that we have light through. The, the Word of God is only illuminated in our hearts through the blood. Every word through the blood. We need to understand that. Every word through the blood. Every word through the blood. So he says here in verse 5, Now the God of patience, the God of patience and consolation, which is hope, grant you, give you, because it takes him for us to be comforted and for us to have patience because these things are the fruit of his workings the fruit of his spirit. We need to know that I can't just decide I'm going to be patient today. No, I can decide I'm going to trust in the person and the work of Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. For there the Bible says in Colossians 1 and 20 that he made my peace by the blood of his cross. For there I can be patient in him. There I can be comforted by him. Because when things get so hectic and so out of hand and chaotic, all I've got to do is look back to Jesus and what he did for me at Calvary when things had never been more chaotic, never been ever had been so dark and grim and he was laying his life down so that I could have the light of the Lord every day of my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when he said, my God, my God, why are you forsaken me? He said that and went through that. So you and I would always be able to say, thank you, my Lord and God, my Father in heaven, that you will never leave me and never forsake me. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. My goodness, this is exciting this morning. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another. Like-minded. I see more and more every day that the church needs to be like-minded. Philippians chapter 1 teaches that, that we're to be of one mind, one spirit, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Hallelujah. Not all these things causing conflicts. Just keep looking at the gospel and your lives... Paul says there in chapter 1 in Philippians that our lives should be that which is becoming gospel. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. That's what we should be becoming, the very essence and the expression of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to to Christ Jesus, according to Jesus and his work at Calvary. He's brought us into the body of Christ that we might be the same, have the same mind, be of the same spirit, this spirit that endures and is comforted through the scriptures of old. Hallelujah. Reminding us of Christ and that he was promised to come and that he came and fulfilled the promises made to us. And one day even Israel will come back and be saved and walk in the promises made to them. But look at verse 6 as we get ready to close today. That you may, here comes the result and the purpose, that you may with one mind, there it is again, not disagreements and doubtful disputations, with one mind and 
one mouth. Glorify God. The Bible says we should be speaking the same thing. If we come back to the gospel, then we could have big area unit uh, meetings of unity uh, with the churches when they call and say, we've got 22 churches coming together uh, to do this and to do that. I don't think much about that because all these churches and all these different faiths and different beliefs, they're not focused on Christ and what he did at Calvary. I already know that or they'd be looking for fellowship with the people who are of that same Spirit, same mind, declaring with their mouths that same truth. Hallelujah. That's the proof we have. Folk all over town talking about they believe this and they believe that. When there's folks who have their faith firmly anchored in Christ and Him crucified and they're learning the scriptures in that context, oh, you can mark my words. They're going to be looking for fellowship with others who are minding that same thing, who are speaking that same thing, preaching that same thing, believing that same thing. It's like 10,000 people in a big arena. If two of them are homosexuals and they, they're on opposite sides, all mixed, they're going to find each other. The people of the cross are going to find each other and there's going to be a tangible unity there. The reason that doesn't exist like it does even among some of those who claim to be preaching the cross is because, listen, there's a lack of giving themselves to this truth, yielding themselves wholeheartedly. When there is a yielding to this, there's going to be a broken down wall. The walls are going to fall, hallelujah, when we start minding the same thing, preaching the same thing, Walking by the same mind of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the walls are falling right now. They're going to fall even more in the days ahead because the darker it gets, the brighter the light becomes. Glory to God. And that's a promise we have of the Lord. My goodness, I've been excited today. I'm stirred up by these things that I'm, that I'm reading in the scriptures and learning each and every day. May it be your prayer as well as mine that our faithful Heavenly Father will fill us with His Spirit every day and fill us with His Word every day. Glory to God. I sure do love you folks, and I pray that you would do more than like or comment, but that you would share these teachings among your friends and co-workers. You would hit the share button. Let them hear the gospel inside the Word of God, concealed, hidden there, not from us, but for us, so that we search for the truths of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, great treasures we have in Him throughout all of the Scriptures. Again, pray for us, sow into the ministry, help our reach become farther and farther as God is reaching through the gospel that's being ministered in this ministry. And I praise God for those of you who do. You can give at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can give by texting the word GIVE to 903-231-5950. Keep running this race, my friends. The finish line is very close. Until I see you again, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. I'll see you then.